this is the I Don't Want to Fit In podcast. I'm Anung of Courageous Creativity, a place where I help fellow misfits and black sheep create freedom on their own terms. This podcast is all about other stories of not staying in the box, living lives that are out of the normal. Hey guys, I got another great interview for you. So I have Ula and we want to kind of start talking about the idea of artists and why they're important, how they make a living for it. So thank you for coming on. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited. Yeah. So I'd like to start the idea of why, what exactly is an artist and then why they're important. Yeah, sure. So when I talk about what an artist is exactly, I think that's a little bit more of a difficult question to answer because everyone has a different definition or like a different thing. Okay. Now you're an artist or you're not an artist as well as when you an artist is someone an artist when they're only earning money from it or is someone an artist when they're just creating work um and so for myself, for myself I've, actually I've actually decided that for me an artist is anyone who creates something from their own creativity from their own ideas and skills and puts that work out into the world for them to see and through some research that i've done recently because i have my own podcast right I found, I found that artists are so incredibly, incredibly important for society simply because if you were to take away music, if you were to take away movies, performances, art pieces, like if you just look around your room and look at how much of your room is actually made of art, that just blew my mind. Like if you were to take all of those things away, you take away such a big part of what makes our life comfortable and nice to look at and enjoyable and so in that simple regard artists are really important because they create a specific quality for life and a beauty in life that i personally wouldn't want to live without oh yeah definitely i I, my thing is too that i've always been telling people like why do we always take away all the funding for especially in schools and everything else for artists because that's what not everyone is, can go into science and tech. Like, that's not who they are. They're not very good at it. Why force them into it? We need artists in the world for different thought processes, different ways of thinking of things. And also because, like, yeah, especially during this time when there's so much people got to be stuck at home, all these different TV shows that you're watching, actors, books you're reading, all this different stuff, that is creativity. That is artistic work. And yet you don't want to pay for it. You don't want to give money for it to get developed, but you want to actually use it I'm like well you can't have both ways and that's why it's important yeah definitely I, I really agree with that and I actually recently looked into some research and I found that because of iTunes and Spotify and Netflix a lot of these artists musicians and actors get paid so little money and they don't get a lot of because they have to pay a lot of commission they don't get a lot of uh, pay for the actual work that they do in comparison to how it used to be a few years ago, a few decades ago, and some of them are really struggling because how are you supposed to do what you love if you can't live off of it? It's it's kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, and so the idea of making a living for it is definitely a hard thing because because there's always that perpetual idea of like you're supposed to be a starving artist, but there that shouldn't be the way it is. People should be able to make money for it, but the problem is the idea that. Well, these big companies should have their share of things, and you have to do all the work beforehand. But no one's supposed to help you. But you're you're supposed to make it cheap for everyone else. It's kind of like that's not how 
like the math doesn't fit here where you want me to be able to make things that you like, but you don't want to pay me for it. And so how, how have you done it where you've been able to make your art, whether it is because you have multiple ways of making art and different revenue streams? How I've had it done it before where I have had a couple of part-time jobs or temp jobs just so I can afford to do certain things. Yeah, so I I mean, I only just graduated last year um, from dance school and uh, being a professional dancer and teacher. And basically what I did was teach here and there, <laughs> but um, I do multiple things. So I actually help my mom's marketing with her business on Instagram. I do my own marketing and I'm learning how to kind of get marketing strategies together and with that I also get to create art because I get to create nice posters and get to see I mean I find Instagram marketing a whole new type of art nowadays but I've always been the kind of person to do many different things so back in school I used to do dance gigs like next to school while I was in school when I was studying to be a dancer I was also a waitress in a restaurant so I've always been having my odd jobs here and there just to fund whatever I wanted to do. And also with speaking, I, I'm, I'm trying to really get into the speaking business and starting to get coaching there. And for me, public speaking is just another form of art. And yeah, I've, I've just always been someone to do multiple different things and find projects here and there to fund me and to go along with that. Yeah, that's definitely, it's very important to be able to have the time and space to do your art, to do whatever you want to do, that you love to do, that should be able to make you money. But yeah, sometimes you need to actually have the time to build it up. And like everyone knows the story of the person going into acting, doing auditions and everything else, and waitressing or bartending on the side. Like everyone just expects you to do that. And honestly, there's kind of the, they kind of make fun of it. We're like, oh yeah, it's the person that, the, who the bartender, he kind of acts. Or they're, they just kind of, they're very snide about it. But it's like, no, they're still paying their bills. They're still living, but they want to get to the point where they can actually do the art. They can do what they love. And why shouldn't we be able to do what we love? Why can't we make money from that? Like, why should we be miserable? That's kind of my thing that I always find so funny. It's like, why do we have to be miserable to make a living? Yeah, that's that's what I've been thinking for a while as well. Um, but I actually recently read this book that's called i think from starving from from starving artist to thriving artists by a writer named jeff goings and what he says in that book is that sometimes you have to have a like a side job to fund your art especially in the beginning and if you actually do it with the intention and the mindset of saying this is what's funding me this is what's funding my art and this is actually what's giving me a base that this can actually um help you get to where you want to go. And I feel like a lot of artists, they have this side job and they tell themselves, oh, I don't want to be doing this. I, I want to just be doing art fully. But sometimes we just have to recognize that it's a step-by-step -step process. And if we just give it our all whenever we can, wherever we can, but still make sure that we can pay our bills, I think those are the kind of artists that make it. The ones that don't complain, the ones that don't let themselves become miserable while funding themselves through a job, they might not like very much, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, definitely. The thing is, too, is kind of like there's always that shame that if you don't make it right away, then you're never going to make it. Or the shame that you have to do something else to get to where you are. 
because there's always people who are like, well, you didn't, even if you start a business, like, well, within a year, you were not making millions, so you're a failure. Or now you're you're not a principal dancer right out of school, then why are you even doing this? Because you suck at it. Like, you know there are other people, there are backups, there are people in there who are not the main dancer that you need in the thing. Like, there's people that, like, maybe I just want my business to be a side hustle to just fund certain things. Like, I literally, I do my photography just, I make just enough for my photography to pay for my photography. That's literally all I want it for. Like, I can I get a new piece of equipment at least once a year. I usually take a, like, I pay for one trip somewhere to go do whatever. Like, one year I went to the International Wolf Center, and I just took pictures of wolves for a whole weekend because I could. And that's literally all I want to do with it. While other ones are kind of like, why can't you, why can't you dance if you love to dance? And make money from it. Why can't you have this other side thing for even just a little while? And then you also you have a whole summer to do production or do some training. There's nothing like it's, there's always that idea of shame of like if you're not an instant success and you're not doing it right. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. I I can identify with that because a lot of artists. Start out as artists with people telling you you won't make it or you shouldn't do it because you might not make it and you won't make money. And so we feel like we have to prove ourselves. And one way to prove ourselves is to say, like, suddenly to have success after one or two years and to be like one of those big success stories. But I love what you just said. That You said you just wanted to go out for the weekend to take pictures of wolves because you could. And sometimes we don't really know what we want with our art and we think we want to make it to the big stage we think we want to only be dancing only be doing that but if i can tell you one thing about only dancing six hours a day is that, is that that's a lot of hard work and it's not necessarily a dream come true it was great for the three years that i did it but i don't know if long term like over multiple years i would want to fully dedicate myself 150 percent to dance because that's what it takes to be a good dancer but it also takes a toll on your body. It also requires you to eat, breathe, and live dance. And that's not what I want. I don't want to my life only dance because I've also learned what amount of work needs to go in there. But I've also learned for myself that I'm a person, I like to do many different things. I like to do multiple different streams of art. I, I love to speak. I love to draw. I love to paint. But I also really enjoy um, organizing things, organizing events. So I see myself in multiple places. And I didn't want to accept that for the first two years of dance school because I thought I had to prove to everyone who told me that I couldn't do it, that I can make it to the big stage. And because I really thought I wanted that, I was hurting myself more than I than that I was allowing myself to do what I really wanted. And I think the main thing for artists is to realize what do I want to achieve with my art? What does it mean for me? What does it mean to me? And where am I going to go? And there's no right or wrong. It's not wrong to not want to make it to the big stage. It's not wrong to not be making a million dollars in your first year of being an artist. But the question is, what do you want? And as long as you're happy with pursuing your art in whichever way you're pursuing it, that's all that matters, right? Yeah, definitely. I think, especially because this is such the idea that we're taught, especially in school, that you're supposed to have one thing you do, and that's what you're supposed to do the rest of your life. There's luckily now with like millennials and younger people, like we've all been kind of like we're gonna bounce around because we can. 
we found a bit, another place that pays better, slightly different things we can try, so we're not so bored, not so miserable. But at least that idea, because before, like, I know, like, my grandparents and some kind, some parents are all kind of like, why'd you get another job? Get one fine. I'm kind of like, the other one would, wouldn't give me a raise for four years, and I was bored out of my mind. Like, why shouldn't I move around? Because I don't have a this, the idea of loyalty, but it's a corporation. Corporations don't care about you. They want you to have output. That's all they care about. There's, most of them are not like evil in the sense where like they're gonna, they want you to like die doing what you're doing. But why shouldn't you have all these different things? Like for me, I get a lot of flack for a lot of times because like why do you have two podcasts? Why are you writing? Why do you do this? Why like why do you do events? Like because I can. I enjoy it. It my life is open for it. Like I don't have kids. I don't have a lot of huge debt. So I have the time and space to do so. Maybe even with the, with the debt, you can still work around it where you can add another side hustle, another thing to be able to fit in the extra thing you want to try to do. Like I, I tried doing wedding photography for a while. I think I only did it for like a season. And I say half of it is probably my own family, but I got a huge family. So it's kind of like easy enough. But I tried it. I made money from it, but it just wasn't my thing. Just because I made money from it doesn't mean you have to stick with it. The same thing with artists. Like what if you found something you love? That you love to do, but then the idea of commissions and having too many people have a say in what you're doing makes it makes it un, in, not enjoyable. So you might take that off the plate for actual doing commissions for and do it on your own and still do other paintings for money. Like that's another thing you can do. Like you don't have to go to a big stage or have to go to Broadway for acting. Like maybe you want to just stick to the one in your city. Maybe you just want to stick to kind of like the the region you're in. Like Minnesota's got a really good theater here like there's a good chunk of people that they could have gotten the broadway but they didn't want to because like they like it here they can stay home it's also not as expensive to live in new york (laughs) okay so what are other things have you tried to do to keep up with having different revenue streams like what are some of the other ideas you've tried um hmm to be fair not a lot yet because, as I said, I only just graduated and I'm only just starting out. And um, right now, it's a bit difficult with the whole situation. So I've tried. I mean, I, okay, let me think. I did some waitressing in a restaurant. I did do some coaching in terms of public speaking coaching because that's something that I studied on the side while also studying dance and that's something that I'm actually really good at I realized I do odd jobs here and there so sometimes I'll get a photo shoot for something other times I'll just get a request to help out with creating a website I've created websites I've been someone's personal assistant to help with social media marketing so it's a lot of different things here and there and they're all like small but they came at the right time and they just gave me what I needed and yeah, that's why I don't really remember all of them because they're, it's not like a big job, but that's kind of what I would have at those moments in time. They allowed me enough time to do what I really wanted to do, and that was to dance. But the problem is that most of the time when you're dancing and when you're becoming a dancer, you're spending more money than you are getting as a dancer because you have to pay for classes, you have to pay for dance shoes, you have to pay for costumes and makeup and all of that kind of stuff. So I did, I did, I did do a few paid gigs, but not more than that back in school. Yeah. Yeah. So I know I've done a lot of those little odd jobs and everything else, which is the nice thing is that 
if you leave yourself open to it and not feeling like, well, if I'm not making money for this one thing, then I de- I'm never going to make money. You're kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm open for it. Like, okay, I can do photography. I can do this. I can help someone with that. Like, it, sometimes you just, you need to just leave yourself open to like, what, what does anybody need? Let's see if I can do it. That's kind of sometimes what you have to do. Okay. I know you talked about your podcast earlier. So what is your podcast? Yeah, so in my podcast, it's all about art. It's dedicated to artists, and it's a combination of my own episodes where I just talk about research topics. Actually, the one I recorded today is about starving artists. Really interesting that you're picking up on this topic. Um, other times, it's interviews with other artists. I have a few interviews with dancers, with a public speaker, with a violinist, and with writers so it's just really interesting to get perspectives of different artists and discuss the creative process discuss how young people are supposed to deal with all of these difficulties of money of how to get out there how to get started how to create a network um just basically an, a podcast for artists out there as a, as a source of inspiration and a go-to yeah the thing is People really need that. They really need to have a space where people can feel like, okay, other people are struggling, but we can help each other out. Or you, especially with the interviews, I like doing interviews so people can see like the other people are doing this. They're making money in this. They're they're doing what they love. There are always struggles, especially when it comes to just getting out there and just get honestly getting the respect and getting taken seriously. And so I just it's always just very funny that a lot of people don't. Um, I think they don't. There, there, there is there's very little respect. There's very little idea that what you're doing should be possible. And I love the idea of other podcasts. I love being able to talk about other people with their podcasts and everything else because we all should boost each other. Because if someone finds something they like about mine, they may love something about yours as well. So it's kind of like, eh, we'll, we'll get that, we'll get that going, and maybe just find something else you love and find inspiration. We all, we all really need inspiration. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay, is there any other tips or tricks you want to show, share with anybody else about getting started, keep going? I think the main thing is just to, as I said, know what you want. And once you know what you want, I think the next turtle will overcome it. Have courage. And that's something big that I talk about in everything is that you really, really have to start to learn the skill of having courage and allowing yourself to go out there. And courage doesn't always mean that you're fearless. It doesn't always mean that you're just going to do it and you're you're going to be absolutely confident doing it. Courage means to listen to what you want. To, I mean, listen to the people around you. Listen to their advice. But listen to it with a skeptical ear like tell yourself okay okay, i'm listening to you but i'm going to take what is beneficial to me right now but i have to really find out what where does my heart want me to go and then have the courage to take at least one step in that direction and then another one and another one and i often like to say that it's kind of like you're going through the woods with torchlight and at night <laughs> and the only steps you can see is maybe one or two meters ahead of you so you'll only see the next two or three steps and even though you might know roughly where the destination is so you know where you want to go with your art you don't know how you're going to get there but you only figured out that you have the courage to take two or three steps into the dark 
where your torch light is going to light the way. Because once you've taken those three steps, it's going to light the next three steps and the next ones and the next ones. And it's not always easy. There will be challenges. There might be roots that you stumble over. But if you keep going, it's the little steps that make it count. And it's the little steps that make you get to where you want to get. And to remember that you do not have to want what everyone else wants. You have to want what you feel good with. And then basically that's kind of like the formula for your personal success. <laughs> In very, very simply said, yeah. Oh yeah, that's definitely great. People really need to remember that. That's, that's kind of what the life is for. Like we need to actually enjoy it. We need to do what we want to do and kind of screw everyone else. <laughs> All right. So thank you for coming on. This was definitely very helpful. Very great to have other people's opinions on anything. So thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. Thanks for listening. Check out CourageousCreativity.co to get all the info on our guests, download any freebies, or to check out my other podcast.